0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to everyone. Glad you're here today. It's good to see your smiling faces today as we worship the Lord together and uh, and we welcome everyone. We welcome our guests, especially Uh, you're very important to us and we're glad that you're here today and we hope that you'll feel very much a part of our family as we worship God together. Let me remind everyone of our attendance sheet on each row. We'd like to ask, if you would, to take that out and to fill it out. Uh, If you would do that for us, we'd appreciate it. Just put your name, address, uh, phone number. Uh, and Check the appropriate box on there, and especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter. It comes out every Thursday. Uh, please be sure to put your email address on there, and, and we'll put you on the list to receive that. It's a great way to keep up with the uh, activities and opportunities here at Community Baptist Church. We have uh, several announcements I'd like to call to your attention, the, some, some things that are happening in the near future. First of all, our youth will be having a lock-in tonight. Good luck, Allie. (laughs) Uh, And and this is a week of uh, spring break, Uh, so we will not be having dinner on Wednesday night. And I understand there will also not be any youth and no uh, children's activities on this Wednesday night, but we will be having Bible study at 630 for the adults or anybody else who wants to come, or of any age if you want to come. Uh, and our Bible study for this Wednesday night will be, What Will You Give Me to Betray, you, to betray Him? It's about uh, Judas betraying the Lord, of course. Uh, also on April the 19th, on Saturday, the Saturday before Easter, we will be having our children's uh, Easter Fest, uh, have an Easter egg hunt with that, and that's always a lot of fun, and uh, so Please uh, put that on your calendar, and especially if you know some children, bring them along to that exciting event. And uh, one other thing, uh, on April the 25th and 26th, the uh, Kentucky Baptist Fellowship will be having its spring gathering. That will be held at, at um, Broadway Baptist Church in Louisville, and so we encourage you to be a part of that if at all possible. It's going to be a great time, and I think... Um, I think Susie Painter is going to be there on Friday. I don't think she'll be there on Saturday, but I think she's going to be there on Friday of of that event. So I hope you can put that on your calendar and uh, take part in that if at all possible. It's great to be here with with God's folks. It's great to share the love of Christ with one another. And so let me invite you to do just that right now as we stand and greet each other in the name of the Lord. (coughs)
1: Okay, all right, Um, let's see here. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, that's right.
0: Okay. Thank you, everyone. You know, it's good, to, uh, it's good to greet each other, and it's good to have these conversations and love each other. And I can tell you love each other because you won't shut up. <laughs> ah, that's great. I, I love that. It's, it, 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 is a, uh, it is a sign of a church that loves each other because you like each other, like to talk to each other. And, uh, and that makes me very happy. We have a special guest with us today. And his name is uh, Caleb Hilton, and uh, he is a freshman at Henderson County High School, and uh, he is here to uh, uh, to lead us in some worship of music. So let's uh, let's welcome Caleb Hilton. Glad you're here, Caleb.
2: Please join me in the responsive reading. God, it takes courage to be the creatures you made us to be.
1: Year after year, we have our the world, Pushing our limits,
0: to find out what will budge and what will not.
2: We find that we can make certain things happen and we can prevent other things from happening. We can make friends and we can make enemies. We can say yes, and we can say no. God,
0: we confess we get so carried away that we begin to think that we are
1: in control of our lives. Until something happens.
2: God, we are tentative before you, confused in the clutter of our abandoned dreams and tattered faith, worn out by our efforts to improve the world, cramped by our responsibilities. We turn to you. Resurrect the shattered pieces into a stronger whole. Take the fragments of our faith, and in your mercy, Lord, redeem them and make us whole. Amen.
3: Today, our scripture reading is from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophecy to the breath, prophecy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil, then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord."
4: Come on, Greg. And Zoe. We're here, all right. Biggest kids in the front row. Candy, there you go. brand new birthday girl
1: as of
2: yesterday. Well,
4: happy birthday, Zoe. She's your friend? All right. Well, she's your friend and she's my friend. You're my friend? All right. So, did you hear what Miss Kim just uh, read the scripture? She was talking about uh, Ezekiel, and he was, the Lord placed him in a valley, and it was full of dry bones. And I saw this macaroni, and I said, You spread that around, it looks like a bunch of dry bones. You think I can make that macaroni just stand up and walk on its own? No. You know why? Because I can't perform miracles. Who can perform miracles? You know. Jesus and God can perform miracles. Be shy for me, gray. So. You don't want to, okay. So, uh At this time when, it, when when Ezekiel was placed in the valley, Israel was extremely hopeless. They had been they had been cast out of their uh, land. They were in exile. They were totally uh, living out of their land, you know, God had promised them that Israel would be the land of the Promised Land. So He said, you know, if you will do what I do and, and do what I ask, then I will, I will restore you to the Promised Land. You ever lose hope? You ever get sad, feel bad, like feel like nothing's going right? Oh, but you know what? You know who always has hope for us? God. God and Jesus always have hope for us. They always, if we let it out of our hands and put it into their hands, it will always work out for the best. All right, let's say a little prayer. Our dear Lord, we thank you for the hope that you give us, the promises that you fulfill, the the way that you care for us, You always do what you say you'll do. We can always rely on your word. We can always trust in you. In God's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, ladies. Pray with me. Our dear Heavenly Father, we come to you humbly, as we should. Thankful for all you give us, for all the blessings you bestow upon us, for all the mercies you show us. Lord, we are nothing but dry bones. But in those dry bones, you breathe breath, you breathe life, you give hope. the reason we live. We live to serve you. We live to honor you. We ask you to take these tithes and offerings and show those who have no hope, who have no reason. There are those who care and that you love them unconditionally. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you.
0: Before I, I start our message today, I want to ask all of our youth and children to come to the front. Come on, back row youth up here and anybody who feels young in heart. I want to ask everybody to let your inner child out today, okay? Our uh, youth and children are going to come up here. Come on over here, kids. See, they're running out the door. They know what's about to happen.
1: <laughs> I
0: have a little surprise. I, I have a video that we're going to have in just, in just a second. And this is a video of the Wiggles uh, singing Dim Bones, Dim Bones. And I, and I want our youth and children to lead our congregation, to lead all of us in singing this oh-so-very inspiring song. Uh, and by the way, this is a video by the Wiggles, and so I think it is perfectly appropriate for us to see some wiggling going on As we demonstrate which bones are connected to which bones. And I don't think you can do that sitting down. So let's get up and move if you are able. Guys, you ready for a video back there? Put it on. This, drive on, Ezekiel
5: connected this, Drive on, there's the key connected this, Drive on, Oh, he's a word of the law. You do to you. Football, bone. Your bone the to bone. you yeah, your leg bone. Oh, you Oh, hear the word of the Lord. Your backbone connected to your shoulder bone, your shoulder bone connected to your neck bone, your neck bone connected to your head bone. Oh, hear the word of the Lord. Limb bones, them bones are gonna walk around. them bones them bones, walk around. bones, them bones are gonna walk around. them, bones, them bones are gonna walk around. Oh, hear the word of the Lord. Disconnect them. Blah 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 them, blah as- them, blah
0: <laughs> thank you for your rousing rendition of Dim Bones, Dim Bones. I don't think there's been that much movement in this room since the brain injury prom last week. And I think that's a great thing because there are some things, even in worship, that make your heart just want to dance. And honestly, I, I think that that's how we should feel when we read this story from the book of Ezekiel. You see the setting here is that the whole nation of Israel has been scattered in exile. There are very few people left in Israel. Very few of the Israelites still there. And the holy city of Jerusalem and the magnificent temple of God all lay in ruins. It was truly a tragic scene. But God gave Ezekiel a vision. And in that vision, he saw a valley where there was nothing but a bunch of dried up old skeletons. Bones were everywhere. It was a scene of total devastation. A valley of dry bones. And so the question that I have for you today is this. Have you ever been in a valley of dry bones? Some of you have. Maybe you've been in the midst of a, of a bad marriage. One day you woke up and, and all around you were dead bones where a loving relationship used to be. There have been happier times, times when you thought that your marriage was made in heaven, but now it seems closer to hell. Dry bones. Some of you go to work and, and you're surrounded by dry bones at work. Your job just doesn't seem to live up to your aspirations, and you feel stuck and your job seems to just suck the very happiness out of your life. Dry bones. Or it happens when you ponder your, your health or your relationship with your kids. Just a, just a few years ago, maybe it seems that, that life seems just so promising, but one by one your dreams have disappeared and, and now you're surrounded by all those dry bones. For many people, it happens as we get older. The pundits are right. Aging is not for sissies. Your strength begins to falter. You spend an inordinate amount of time waiting in doctor's offices, dry bones. Or, or maybe you're caring for an aging parent, and you tell yourself, you really don't mind. I mean, after all, you love your mom, you love your dad, but the stress just never lets up. And it's beginning to take its toll. Dry bones. Well, Ezekiel looked around at all of those dry bones, and he understood that those bones represented the people of Israel. They were scattered, they were without hope, and he knew that only a miracle could bring his people back together again. He knew that only a miracle would would restore them with life and with purpose. And so as Ezekiel gazed upon this valley of dry bones, he heard the the voice of the Lord asking him, Son of man, can these bones live again? Now, there's a question worth asking. In other words, is there any hope for that nation, for that relationship, for your family, for your future? Is there any hope at all? And Ezekiel said, Lord, only you know the answer to that. And that's true because, because folks, ultimately only God has an answer for our pain. And so God said to Ezekiel, preach to those bones, Ezekiel. Preach to those bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And I love that sentence. Hear the word of the Lord. You know why I love that sentence so much? I love that sentence because, folks... The word of the Lord is a life-giving word. God said to Ezekiel, this is what the Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life and then you will know That I am the Lord. And so Ezekiel preached these words to those dried up old skeletons. And as he was preaching them, he suddenly heard a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones started coming together bone to bone. The toe bone connected to the foot bone. And the foot bone connected to the leg bone. And the leg bone connected to the knee bone. And the knee bone connected to the thigh bone. The thigh bone connected to the backbone, and the backbone connected to the neck bone, and the neck bone connected to the head bone. Now hear the word of the Lord. And then suddenly tendons and flesh started to show up on, on all of those bones, and skin covered them. But still, there was no breath. And so God said to Ezekiel, "Prophesy to these to the breath. Prophesy and say to it." This is what the Lord says, come, breath, and breathe into these dead bodies so that they can live. Now, I think it's really interesting that the Hebrew word for breath is ruach, ruach, which also happens to be the same word for spirit. So it's hard to tell what he's talking about here. If he's commanding the air to fill their lungs or if he is prophesying and asking the life-giving spirit of God to fill their lives with hope. But but Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded here. And the breath or, or spirit entered into these newly formed bodies and they came to life and stood to their feet. You know, for a generation that's fascinated with the walking dead, uh, this picture ought to be a pretty exciting thing. (laughs) But then God said to Ezekiel, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. And the people of Israel are saying, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. But I want to tell you this. I want you to tell them this. This is what the Lord says. I'm going to open up your graves and bring you up up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Remember, they've been scattered to the ends of the earth. And God is promising to them, I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And then you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit, my breath in you. And you will live again. And I will settle you in your own land. And then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and have done it. That's pretty neat, isn't it? Doesn't that make you just want to get up and dance? That which was dead will be brought back to glorious life. That which was with, completely with, without hope will be restored to vitality. To purpose. Oh, hear the word of the Lord. Keith Wagner tells about the devastation brought on by the eruption of Mount St. Helen in 1980. A lot of you remember that event when that took place. It was devastating. It devastated that whole region around it. whole forests were destroyed by fire. Rivers were choked with ash and and with debris. Fish and and other wildlife died by the thousands. Toxic fumes filled the the air. Scientists predicted that acid rain would develop from the ash-laden clouds. And and so the future of this area seemed pretty bleak. It seemed to be doomed to, to devastation for generations to come. But listen to this, folks less than a year later scientists discovered that despite the fact that the rivers had been clogged with mud and with ash some of the salmon survived they managed to survive somehow and by using alternate streams and waterways the fish returned home to spawn and just with, within just a few short years the fields and the lakes and the rivers and all around mount st helen they began to teem with life and The water and the soil seemed to thrive from the nutrients that were supplied by the volcano. Even the mountain itself began to show signs of of new vegetation. So folks, don't ever call any situation hopeless. Especially not as long as you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Because, folks, this is a world in which we are never beyond hope. No matter what your situation may be, those dry bones can live again. I was reading recently about the Social Security Administration. It's riveting. (laughs) It seems that of the 2.8 million deaths reported to the Social Security Administration last year, approximately 14,000 people's names were incorrectly entered into their database as dead. 14,000 people reported as dead when they were very much alive. Now think about that. One day, Laura Brooks, a 52-year-old mother of two, suddenly stopped receiving her disability checks. And then her loan payment and her rent payment, her rent check, started to bounce. And so she went to the bank to try to find out what was going on. And she found out that her accounts had been closed because she was dead. And they would be glad to reopen her accounts when she could prove that she was alive. (laughs) Now, wouldn't that be a shock to find out that our government has declared that you are dead? But folks, let me tell you something. There are a lot of walking dead out there. And I'm not talking about the TV show. There are a lot of people, a lot of people walking around you who are dead. Not physically maybe, but they are spiritually dead. And they are emotionally dead. And they are relationally dead. And we wonder, is there any hope for them at all? Well, folks, hear the word of the Lord. Because you see, God is the God of God of new life that is the wonderful good news for today god is the god of new life and there are so many examples of people all throughout the bible who got a new beginning a new chance at life because they were obedient to their lord look at abraham called out from his homeland to a land that he did not know. And God promised him that he would be a father of a great nation. And yet he was 90 years old, and he and his wife Sarah still didn't have any children. And as you can imagine, at this point in the game, they just kind of laughed at the very idea that God would give them a child. They're kind of old, you know. Their situation seemed hopeless. But they were wrong. Sarah bore a son, and they named him Isaac, which means laughter. Look at Joseph, the boy with the coat of many colors. He was despised by his brothers. They were all jealous of him, so they threw him in a pit, and when a caravan came driving by, they sold him into slavery. And the wife of his owner falsely accused him of trying to assault her, her. and so they threw him into prison. Things did not look very good for Joseph. In fact, things were bleak. Dare we say it? Hopeless. But God intervened in his life, and in a relatively short period of time, he became, became the second in command over all of Egypt. Then came Moses, raised in Pharaoh's court, but he had to run for his life after, he, after killing a man. He was banished to the wilderness where he watched over his father in law's sheep. And it looked as though Moses was stuck where he was for the rest of his life. But then what happened? God comes to him and he becomes the vehicle by which the Hebrew people were freed from slavery. He became the one by whom God's law was given to humanity. My friends, never say that any person or any situation is hopeless. Look at David, a man after God's own heart, but he gave in to lust and adultery and deceit and murder. And he paid a terrible price for it. Guilt filled his soul, and for a while it seemed that, that David would never be happy again. Things appeared hopeless for him. But God never gave up on David. We read his Psalms and we know that he discovered God's grace and from his lineage came the Messiah. In the New Testament, we see Zacchaeus, a tax collector, despised by everyone. He had no friends. He had no one who loved him or admired him. And even though he had a lot of money, his plight in life was hopeless. But after a meal with the master, Zacchaeus became a a new man. Or how about Peter? Impetuous, ineffective, indecisive, quick to anger. The disciple who denied he even knew Jesus, and yet he became the leader of the early church. And even more grandly, the apostle Paul, who persecuted the early Christians, had them arrested, beaten, killed. What hope did he have in the eyes of God? But then he had a vision of the risen Christ and was transformed into the greatest missionary who ever lived. My friends, you think your life is hopeless. You think your marriage is hopeless. You think your future is hopeless. You look at the bones of your life and your marriage or your future and you despair that anything good could ever happen to you again. Again. Well, hear the word of the Lord. Them bones, them bones, them dry bones. Them bones are going to rise again. Mary Magdalene was a woman tormented by evil spirits. Hopeless. But a man from Nazareth came and touched her life. And she became the first of his followers to whom he appeared on resurrection morning. Our God is a God of new life. And folks, God is still doing those same kind of miracles in people's lives today. Christ is still touching people's lives today. Thank God. Philip Yancey wrote about a conversation that he had with a young man who, uh, named Mike who works very closely with homeless people. He said that homeless people, having hit bottom, they don't waste their time building up an image or trying to conform. And when they pray, they pray without pretense, which is a refreshing contrast to what he finds in many churches. As, example, as an example, Mike said, my friend and I were out on the street and we were playing our guitars and singing. And the song we were singing were, was, As the deer panteth for the water. And about that time, a homeless man named Dave, who was sitting there, started weeping. He said, that's what I want, man. I want that water. He said, I'm an alcoholic and I want to be healed. Well, folks, let me tell you something. There are hundreds of thousands of alcoholics out there who will tell you that Christ is still providing healing streams of water to everyone who will ask. God is still doing miracles in people's lives today. And you don't have to be an alcoholic or a drug addict to find new life in Christ. You don't have to be homeless. You can can even be a corrupt politician. And God still won't turn God's back on you. Chuck Colson, for example. Chuck Colson was a hatchet man for Richard Nixon in his White House. Many people considered him Even his friends considered him to be the nastiest person in politics. He was a key figure in the Watergate scandal. In fact, Colson went to prison because of some of the things that he did for Richard Nixon. But something happened to Colson during this humiliating time in his life. You see, Jesus touched him. And it wasn't a fleeting thing, it wasn't one of those conversions of convenience. Something real happened to Chuck Colson. And when he got out of prison, he went on to form Prison Fellowship Ministries, which is recognized worldwide as one of the most effective means of meeting the spiritual needs of prisoners everywhere. So how do we explain this sudden change in Chuck Colson's life? Well, you know what? It's it's really pretty simple. You see, Jesus took those dried up bones of Chuck Colson's broken, worthless, hopeless life. And he breathed new life into him. And that's what God can do in the lives of anyone who will trust him and give themselves over to God. Ezekiel heard the voice of the Lord asking, son of man, can these bones live Ezekiel said, Only you know the answer to that, Lord. And maybe you're asking that question today about your own life or about the life of someone that you love. Well, my friends, hear the word of the Lord for you this morning. Them bones, them bones, them dried up old bones of your life, them bones. Rise again, amen. We're gonna sing a hymn of invitation breathe on me. Oh, how appropriate is that? Breathe on me, breathe into me, God, the breath of your spirit. You know, maybe we have a hard time catching that breath we find ourselves just kind of, I need something. I need the Spirit of God within me. And because I have that need, I feel like I'm just dried up and about to shrivel up and blow away. Because there's nothing left in my life. But here's an opportunity for you to say yes to the life-giving Spirit of God. For you to say, yes, I want you to make me live again. God may be calling you to, to make a commitment to Christ today. And so here's the challenge to you this morning. Come. Come here and receive the life-giving breath of God. Come here to unite with our congregation. Come here for prayer if you need it. Come if God is leading you. Would you come as we sing? Oh God, we have come into your presence today and you have revealed yourself to us as a regenerating God. We have come to set our minds on the things of your spirit to know the life and the peace that is possible only through the quickening of your spirit. And you have not failed us. And so now we leave this place knowing That if the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead also dwells within us, that Spirit will give us life. And so breathe into us, O God, the breath of Your Spirit. Give us the energy and the life to hope again and to live our lives in You. In Your name we pray. Amen.